Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hello. Say hi. They can see you. Oh, yeah. There's video in it. (laughs) It is video as well as audio. And here we are sitting in Hawaii. And of course, we are sitting where we thought the light was going to be phenomenal. But now it's starting to get sunny over here. So it's going to be like, I'm going to keep my head like this. Perfect. You're supposed to be so happy right now. You're on vacation. (laughs) The name of this podcast is Conversations from Hawaii from your vacation. And Most people assume you're so happy on vacation. Who's going to move happy? You kind of seem a little short because, you guys, here's the reason why he is short right now. Let me tell you. So if you're watching this over on... You're going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. 100%. If you're watching this over on YouTube, hi, good morning. It's very early here. Your girl has been up since 2 a.m. because she can't sleep. And we have been here already like a whole week. So there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to sleep. But that's just who I am. So um, it's early. Oh, here's the reason why he's grouchy. Forgot, <laughs> forgot. I forgot what where we were going with this. Where we were going with this was the reason why he is grouchy right now is because I said, hey, we should record a podcast. We brought the podcast microphone all the way to the Hawaii and you decided, you even said, you should bring the podcast, Mike. We could do one in Hawaii. Did you or did you not say that? No, I didn't. Baloney. <laughs> you guys, he's lying. This is his lying <laughs> face. You should watch it on Instagram. By the way, you look so cute today. I think you've got a little bit of a tan, even though you guys, it has been a little bit. And we're not bitching because I know there's going to be people who are like, I can't believe you're complaining that it's cold yep. and windy. I'm not it's complaining. Not well, okay. Is it cold and windy? Your girl got a spray tan before she got here. And guess what? The spray tan, like if you can see it on on the YouTube, the tan and the spray tan are pretty much exactly the same because it has been a little bit cold and windy. But you did say bring the podcast, Mike, because we could do a podcast together. And this morning, since I've been up since two in the morning and it's only seven, what time is it? Seven thirty. Um, I said, let's do a podcast. And you said, oh, God, what are we going to do it on? And I said, because you don't plan. I you said, don't we'll just wing message. it. You don't have an outline. You don't have questions. There's no preparation. Time. All the things that I don't like is what you like. Exactly. I was like, oh, we'll just wing it. We'll just talk about all the conversations we had in the last week here in Hawaii. And you're like, fuck that. No, I'm not doing that. I need, do you not have a plan? Do you not have questions that you have to ask ahead of time? So if you watch me over on YouTube, look at this chicken scratch we got going on here. We have things we have discussed on vacation and I wrote it down. Well, he two seconds and you can't even read it. No, I can't. I can't. I know you don't have to. I'm reading it. So I said to you, I was like, are these good enough? Should I write more? And you said, no, that's plenty. So 
So we should have enough here for a whole hour to talk to these people about things we've discussed on vacation that's actually going to be able to help people. Because I'm sure it is. Get to the point. Oh, my God. You're so kind to me this morning. You guys, he is very unkind. He ran out of Bailey's for his coffee this morning, and he's having a very hard time believing that he can have coffee without Bailey's on vacation. I mean, you could. You could. <laughs> and we are sitting inside. We, If you are watching this on YouTube, you could probably be like, why, isn't, why aren't you sitting outside on the patio where we can see the ocean from your um, patio view? Well, here's the reason why. It is even still fucking loud in this house. There's sirens and birds and all of the things. I guess you're in paradise and I'm not complaining about Correct. it. Don't, but don't complain. The audio on this episode may be dog shit. So here we go. Love y'all. Okay. So things we've discussed on vacation, because I do think it's actually somewhat kind of, I don't know if people are interested or it's helpful or whatever to talk about the things. That oh gosh. Excuse me. Excuse you. Excuse you. We've even sneezed. He hasn't sneezed in a week, but we're doing a podcast three minutes in. Here we go. I said you're winging it, so just wing it. (laughs) No, I do think that this is important because I think people think things are so dramatically different from, you know, their regular life and their vacation life. And one of the things I kind of wanted to point out today is that, like, yes, we're in a different physical location, but like, 90% of our day is exactly the same as it would be when we're home. Do you not agree? Um, No, not exactly. Okay. Explain, explain why you don't agree. Well, I mean, it's not the same as when we're at home. We've been here for a week. And so we haven't like done our normal get up in the mornings. Like my normal routine was not necessarily kept this week. What do you mean? We've got, we've woken up every morning. So this has been our morning routine. This is our morning. The only difference is you're not physically going to the office, but we wake up every morning and we do our morning quiet time. We do our morning coffee. We do our morning prayer. We've gone for some sort of exercise every single morning. So all of those things. Loosely, but your idea of it and my idea of it are like quite different, I think. Because I'm a much more literal person than you. Yes, he is much more of a strict planner, hence the reason why we had to have nine things to talk about on a list, and we couldn't just talk about all the things that we've talked about that are actually important things, right? So you don't think we've had any, some like this? the point of this podcast, we guys, we might as well even shut this one off, because the whole point of this podcast was that like, we really keep our routines and we keep our- Yes, very loosely, I would agree. Okay, loosely, very loosely. Very loosely, okay. you, could, uh, you can- um, compare what you do every day at home to what you're doing here. Loosely. Loosely. You're not going to the office and I'm not on client calls, but all of my full-time clients still are getting 24-7 access to me. I was even messaging with clients this morning at 3.27 in the morning. I do I do tell all of my full-time clients that they have to turn off notifications just so when I message them at three o'clock in the morning, they're not mad. They're actually excited. <laughs> Mind you, I guess it's 7.30 at home. Seven is four hours. Yeah, I mean, the four hour difference does yeah. make a difference. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so waking up, going for, we have our morning quiet time. We have our gratitude. We have our prayer time. We go for our walks. We've been going for what? We've been getting in roughly like anywhere between 15. And I think that one day we got like 28,000 steps. Which yeah, I mean, really we've been good. walking for, you know, like specific walking with like walking shoes on and walking for two hours in the morning, something like that. I don't know how many steps. Yeah, that's about, you know, 15 to 30,000 steps, depending on 
you know, how fast we go and how far we go or whatever. We are looking around. But anyway, so a couple of the things that we were talking about on our walks that I actually think that you guys would get a lot from is um, the goals for the new year. We've been talking a lot about our goals for 2024. And I know that everyone's going to be listening to this podcast in February. So good news. Goals are actually like not really specifically for January 1st. I hate a new year's resolution. What about you? Um, I don't necessarily hate it. Um, I think I would relate it to what we do at work where we set like, uh, like more like year goals and quarterly goals. I think that, uh, when we were talking about, Oh, what did we do this year? I said, we need to do a better job of having intentional time to pull them up and look at them. Because honestly, when you're like, Oh, let's see how we did this year. I was like, um, I hadn't even really thought about, I hadn't really specifically thought about the goals that we set for the year. We did accomplish some of them, um, but we didn't do a good job of like pulling them out throughout the year and say, hey, don't you know, let's make sure that we um, stay in connection with these things that we said we were going to do. OK, so how would you encourage someone to do that, to stay in connection with the goals that they make? And I do think it's really helpful to point out, and I'm actually probably going to do a live on this today, is that the fact that like so many people pick way too many goals. Don't you agree? Correct. Oh, my gosh, you guys, literally, if you were, you know, starting fresh, I think this is coming out probably in February. And if you're like kind of starting fresh with your goals, by the way, that's totally OK, because I think that a lot of people pick these in January goals that are like so far out and they don't have some like actual close, tangible things that they can do to actually accomplish those goals. Or they do so many goals that they forget their fucking goals. I know that you say that we didn't go back and look at our goals, which we really we didn't do a very good job of this year, but right. how do you do that in the business? Because I know you do that in the business and my personal goals, I think I hit four out of five, which I think one goal every quarter is like a manageable kind of amount of goals. What do you yeah, think? I think breaking it down. Um, if you have, depending on what, like if it's a, I don't know, I'll use weight, for example, you can't have a goal of I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. Cause that's just not a good way to approach it. So you want to break that down into, I want to lose whatever a reasonable amount of weight over, you know, each month throughout the year to hit the goal. So it's like breaking it down or chunking it down into smaller, uh, more manageable pieces so that you have check-ins along the way versus just setting some big goal. I want to make a million bucks this year or whatever it is. That's not a good way to set a goal, or at least not for me. Okay. So for the weight loss stuff, I actually think this is really helpful. And you guys, we've never talked about this because I want your opinion on this. Do you think it is about the pounds or do you think it is about becoming the person that loses that amount of weight? I don't understand your question. Okay. So what I mean by that, and I actually use this on social media all the time. So probably this is a really bad thing because maybe some people don't understand what I mean, but I think becoming the person that loses the, let's say 10 pounds to become that person. It's not about losing the 10 pounds and it's not about the 10 pound goal. It's about becoming the person who lives a lifestyle that you're going to be able to live, lose the 10 pounds. Like you're a person, like let's use drinking. We already talked about Bailey's this morning. Let's talk about that. The person who loses 10 pounds is a person who really like, let's say it's alcohol monitors 
you know, I know that when I drink 20 beers, I am going to intake an extra 2000 calories per week. And in order to lose, you know, one calorie is 30 or one pound is 3,500 calories. So I have to become the person that doesn't drink over five drinks a week, or I am the person who doesn't have random drinks just to have random drinks, or I don't eat dessert every night. I have to become the person who doesn't have dessert on a daily basis. Does that make sense? I it just, does make sense. So I think it goes back to what we were saying. Maybe it's more specific or intentional goals. So, I mean, I think you made a good point. If you're, if, what what's it going to take for you to accomplish your goal? So I think that's probably even a better way to say, how do you break it down? So if your goal is to lose, say, 10 pounds, well, how, how do you do that? Maybe it's a it's a it's a goal that is deeper than just saying, well, I'm going to lose a pound a week or whatever that may be. It's more specific in the fact that, well, in order to do that, my goal is going to be this week, I'm going to have one drink instead of five or something along those lines. So I think, yes, what you're saying makes sense from a, you know, the way you're presenting it as becoming this person, I get that. But I think you can also use that same approach in saying, how can I have more specific and more intentional goals that are smaller bite, bite-sized pieces that are more intentional, that are more attainable, that are, you know, they're easier to have accountability in maybe. So like we all need to have accountability. So yeah, I think you can hold yourself more accountable with more intentional goals along the way to help you say, reach your larger goal. So I, I think, yes. Um, quote, becoming this person. But again, I'm a much more literal person. So in my mind, I would take what you're saying and saying, hey, that's a great idea. What do I need to do along the way to reach my goal? And let's have smaller, more specific, more intentional goals within those goals so that they're easier to have accountability for, they're easier to track, they're all Do you think things. that people need to have accountability in those things too? Because obviously as a coach, you guys know that this is something that like I preach, I live, I die by. As someone who, well, you do have your own coach and you have your own trainer, but do you not believe that having external accountability is huge? Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, it is so important. I know that like I say this as a person who gets paid to help people, but at the same time too, like I pay for so many external, what I call like stop losses. I literally live and breathe by having people hold me accountable to doing certain things so I can achieve the goals. Like, I think we have this big like belief in our heads that we're supposed to be able to do everything by ourselves and we're supposed to live on willpower. Fuck willpower. Willpower does not work. I know that there is licorice in this fridge today and I know my ass will eat it if I don't have some sort of stop loss or some sort of accountability not to do so if that's what I'm choosing to do. Do you agree? I agree. I totally, I totally agree. So there's just a lot of different ways to create accountability too. Totally. You can do it with friends. You don't have to have coaches. I just believe in the power of that, but also too, you like a simple way to not eat licorice. If this is what we're talking about, I think I've talked about this on another podcast. Oh my God. I'm using licorice far too much. Clearly I'm eating. And he doesn't doesn't even eat licorice. He thinks it's gross. I fucking love it. Anyway, we'll talk about your like Bailey's with your coffee, then. <laughs> but all of that to be said is like, don't have the, don't have the liquor in the house. Like that's a, a total easy way not to do it. If you don't want to drink the extra amount of calories and you want to lose that weight, you just won't have the Bailey's in the house to have, to put it in your coffee, to add an extra, however many calories to your coffee. 
Yeah, I mean, we know at home, if we don't have things, then you don't have things, right? If they're not there and they're not in front of you and you can't access them, then you don't eat them or drink them or whatever, you know? I know it sounds so like, it sounds so like, oh, duh. But I think that that's really helpful for people to realize. Like, if you really want to achieve something, you have to have accountability and you have to have stop losses and you have to take intentional action in order to achieve those things. It's just not going to fucking happen unless you intentionally set out to do something different. Correct. You got to change to get change, folks. You have to change to have to change. Um, Okay, something else that we've talked about on our walks, and this is a totally different subject, but I actually think it's really good, is um, the economy and investments. So one thing that we have noticed here in Hawaii, which is insane. So Nathan's in the real estate construction world or whatever. So we like realtor.com is like one of our absolute favorite apps. And we have noticed here in Hawaii, we're on the island of Maui right now. We're staying in a really nice area. It's called Wailua. Y'all, I am telling you, there is like, there's, there's a lot of houses for sale, but like how many houses have we seen that have been on the market more than 10 days that are not pending or sold or contingent or whatever? Not just the ones whose price is, you know, 20% more or something than the rest of them. Yeah, it is crazy town. So everything is selling. Point of this is every single thing is selling. There is so much money in the world. And I know that so many people, especially in the online space that you're watching, are saying like the economy is so bad and everyone's in trouble and don't spend money and, you know, interest rates and inflation and all of the things. That may be true for some. But guess what? That is not true for everyone. And I want that to be just like so reiterated, so big that there's so much money in this world and people are still fucking spending money. And there is so much wealth out there. And I want you guys to realize that because, you know, people are spending money. It is crazy. Some, the, I think the most expensive house on this island is 39 million and it's pending. And But everything else, even this condo that we're sitting in right now, this is like a nice condo. It's next door to the Andes because we like to have our own space. But I mean, this property you said renovated was like three million. Yeah, about three million. Three million dollars. And there's not one for sale because they're all fucking pending. You guys, everything is selling and it's so crazy. And so I just think it's really helpful for you to realize that like there is so much money in this world and you don't have to be scared. People are still spending money and your job is to go out and fucking make it. <laughs> What is your thoughts on that? I just, cause I, I do, I feel like the online space that I exist in, everyone's like, everyone's scared. No one's spending money. That's not fucking true. And I want that to be told. There is money. People are spending money. People are spending fuck tons of money. Like this is just a tiny little Island. And it's such proof that people are spending money. What's your thought? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the, um, who said it? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Yeah, when, when uh, people are scared, be greedy. When people are greedy, be scared. So I think that people that are smart and people that have money and, and people that aren't scared are going to take advantage of, you know, whatever these next couple of years, uh, whatever opportunities there are, right? You can look at it as let's be scared and interest rates are high and there's all these, you know, things that we can't do. So let's just not do anything versus those people who are going to, uh, really look for the opportunities to um, really continue to to uh, grow their wealth and to make some good decisions and to um, you know continue to invest even when um, other people aren't, which is typically the the best time if you look back uh, 
over history, you know, the people that have made the most money have been the ones who've been active even when uh, no one else is. So, I mean, I think I talked about that on the last little podcast that we did. I mean, we may not be doing as large of projects as we've done over the last few years, but we're going to continue to build and invest and in, in, uh, grow and in all of our businesses. Um, I'm, I'm going to find the opportunities that there are out there and keep going. Absolutely. I just And I'm just like a huge proponent, too, of like being around and this kind of goes to one of the things that we we're talking about one of the coolest things that happened to us here um on vacation which nathan has been a huge part in this for me to be honest with you so i've never really there's certain things that i like to spend money on and i'm tied to shit on other things but one thing that he has helped me see over the last few years and definitely being in this self-development space motivational space i mean jesse itzler he's a huge proponent of it i'm sure ed mylat and all the big guys are huge proponents of this but like staying where people you want to be like are staying and so even though we're not staying right next door at the four seasons or the ritz carlton where condos like this are about five thousand dollars a night we're not paying five thousand dollars a night but we are staying next door to those properties. So we are staying in a very nice condo complex, beautiful views, great location, really well-maintained, a little bit older, as you can tell from the shutters behind us. It's a little bit older, but the location is absolutely phenomenal. But one thing that we've been doing is be, and, and the reason for this is, and I want you to hear this not as like, I'm being snotty or anything like that. I really want you to hear that it's the people in which you're surrounding yourself with. We went to other areas of the island and some of them are just not as nice. And the again, don't take this wrong, but the quality of people that you want to associate with are just different. And if you want to put yourself around people who are thinking differently, people who are showing up differently, people who are spending money differently, you are going to have to put yourself in those locations. So even though we've cooked in a few nights, we haven't always gone out. We have gone to happy hour at, you know, the Four Seasons, the Fairmont, the Anda is like the really nice places where you're going to spend where our ticket was $80 for three drinks. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, you can go next door to like, you know, Good Time Fred's and get a $5 Mai Tai versus a $22 Mai Tai at the Four Seasons. But the crazy part is we sat down and I told this story on my Instagram. If you didn't catch it, it was really cool. But we sat down to go watch a football game and have a happy hour Mai Tai, which, by the way, Mai Tais are the absolute shit here in Maui. One of my great clients, good friends, Brittany, gave me a gift certificate to the monkey pod, which if you are coming to Hawaii, that is the absolute best Mai Tai you'll have. But we were having Mai Tais over at um, the Fairmont. and. We were sitting at the bar and this gentleman, this older guy was sitting there too, looked like a totally normal older gentleman sitting there. We ended up starting to talk to him. The San Francisco 49ers game was on. Well, his wife came to sit beside him and y'all I'm telling you, I've been very lucky in my life to see like, you know, beautiful pieces of jewelry. I don't really ever comment on them, but this woman rolled up and I looked at Nathan. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. I looked at him and I was like, Oh my God, is that real? And I mouthed it to him. I was like, is that real? And he's like, yes. I turned to her immediately because like, you know, you have to point out something like this. It was the most, if you're watching on YouTube, I am dead ass serious. Was it this big? 
Yeah, probably. It was, it was this. It was like, okay, these are my earrings, you guys. These, I don't even know how many carrots these are. Whatever. It was like 10, 15 times the size of my earring. I'm not fucking kidding you. It's the biggest diamond I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And I looked over at her and I said, I normally don't comment, but that is the most unbelievably gorgeous ring I've ever seen in my life. And she's like, thanks, Santa got it for me for Christmas this morning. Cause it was Christmas day. We were watching this game and she looked over to her husband and she's like, and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I said, how long have you been married? And she said, 40, 40 years. I look back at Nathan and I go, well, you've got like another 15, 20 years to get that figured out. So I ended up, ended up starting to talk to this couple. Sure enough, she ended up telling me that her husband had built and sold five software companies. We ended up talking and they lived in, you know, this area. And I said to, I said to her, I was like, oh, do they have a direct flight? And she's like, oh no, we have a private plane. So we come over about six times a year. So anyway, long and short of it was, I'm not going to tell you who it was just because it doesn't really matter. But by the end of it, and don't judge me, you'd probably do the exact same fucking thing. But by the end of it, I looked up the software company so I could see who the fuck I was talking to for the last 45 minutes. This husband and wife, he built and sold five software companies. His net worth, not 15 million, 15 billion with a B. So it ended up that we had $80 cocktails at the Fairmont talking to people this 80-year-old couple, he was 83, 80-something years yeah. old, um, that are worth $15 billion, billion dollars. That was probably, I, I used to do work for a, a billionaire when I was in the golf world. And I don't know if, he, I think his net worth was less than that. But still, at the end of the day, a billion is a billion, multiple billions of dollars. And the reason why that happened is we put ourselves in a location in which those people are going to be around. And Again, you have the option right now to take this as a positive or a motivational thing, or you can look at it as snotty. I'm choosing to look at this as we are always constantly trying to put ourselves in proximity of people who are having the life that you want, that are doing the things that you want to do in, in life and in business. Now, I don't know them as human beings. They might be shitty people. They seemed really, seemed really lovely. Nice, normal they people. seemed really lovely, nice, normal people. But at the end of the day, you really want to put yourself in a proximity of having those conversations. Also, too, when you're looking around the condos, there's a lot of people working on their laptops, talking on their phones, people who actually have to work to pay for their livelihood. I mean, it's just true. And those those are the situations that I want to put myself in. Do you, do you have any comments to that? No, I mean, I agree. I say that um, all the time, no matter what it is, whether it's just, uh, you know, where where do we go for dinner or where do we stay or um, our trips or those kinds of things. I always want to um, put myself in a position or put us in a position where we are interacting with people who are like minded or, you know, you, you just never know. Right. There's never you never know what little bit of information you might get with, get from someone. You never know what kind of business opportunity might be there. Um, I think it it gives um, it makes things like, OK, because uh, I know a lot of people, um, you know, would frown on or make comments about, well, you know, you're on vacation, but you're still spending, you know, two or three hours at least every day either on your computer or or, you know, having to respond to emails or conference calls or whatever. And 
um, you know, in the area that we're in, you're exactly right. You know, you go by early in the morning or, you know, we're walking and there's people out on their patios that are, you know, they're on their computers or they're having, you know, phone calls. You can tell our business calls, but they're, uh, you know, they're with their families or they're standing looking at the ocean while they're having those calls. So, um, yeah, we you know, I- so I guess it makes it... Yeah. I hate to say that it makes it okay, but kind of in your mind, it makes it okay to go, you know, other people do that as well. People who want to uh, live a certain way or have certain things or be able to do certain things. Um, you make your, you know, there's no, you, you and I both say it, there's no such thing, or at least not for me, there's no such thing as quote work-life balance. I don't necessarily believe in that uh, comment. I think they go hand in hand or, or at least when, when um, you know, you're in the positions that, that we're in, uh, it goes hand in hand. Your your life is your work and your work is your life. And you've got to um, allow those things to work to work together. Uh, I don't think that you can quote, balance those things and uh, have these little these little separate things going on, or at least that's not how we do things. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. A question I get all the time is, Nathan been on the podcast before? And the answer is yes. We have talked about everything from our marriage, how we've come together in our marriage. We've talked about his business, our business, our lives, and just answering questions from you. So if you're interested in other episodes with Nathan, check out episode number 20, number 43, number 96, number 100, 144, and most recently, 167. That is correct. Nathan has been on this podcast seven times. I think he uh, I think he should have to start paying me for ad time. What do you think? Enjoy the rest of today's episode. That is actually what I started the podcast with. And I said, we're living pretty much 90% of the same life we are when we're at home. That's what I said earlier. But now you just proved the point that it is true. I mean, we are still waking up. We are still working. And I think that this if you're listening to this and you have made yourself wrong, that there should be time where you can completely check out. If you want that to be true, it totally can be. But if you want it to be true, that you can still work and still go on vacation and you can still take three or four hours out of your day to do work because it affords you the life that you have and it affords you the lifestyle that you have, then don't make that wrong. Like, Still working and growing. Those are things that we are talking about all the time. You know, I have said before, and I got a lot of comments on it on my social media. There was one night where I posted something where you had left to go to Northwest at like 4.15 in the morning and you didn't get home until like 9.30. And y'all, I'm dead serious. And I mean, he's here to say if I have or if I haven't. And I'm sure you'll call my ass out if it's not true. But I don't know if I've ever complained about the amount of time that you work because I also know it affords us the life that we have. And I don't think that you've ever done that to me either, where especially in the beginning of my career, when I really had to say no to so many fun things and I was constantly working and investing in myself and spending tons of money in the beginning to get things up and running. And like, I don't think either one of us have ever made each other wrong about that because it's just what it fucking takes um he's gonna call me out and tell me i'm wrong (laughs) no i'm not necessarily gonna say you're wrong i do i think that there i mean that's an awfully blanket statement but i do think that there are times when sometimes um do i really ever call you out when no i wouldn't necessarily say call me out but i do think that there's times where 
you feel like it's too stressful or I take it too seriously or I bring it home too much or some of those things. I think so, I do it for your health. I think I, I, I'm much, it's not for my, my good or my well being or my happiness. It's more about you being so consumed with your company that I think it's a detriment to your health sometimes. Do you agree to that? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably. Yeah. It, it honestly has nothing to do with me. I know how much you care about that company and I know how much you care about your job and your clients like mean the world to you. And I feel like I, the exact same thing for my clients, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about them, how I can help them. And so I totally get that, but I never want it to, I don't want to self-sacrifice myself because I know that if I hurt myself, I ultimately hurt my clients. And I think that I may have a better handle on that. And I might have the opportunity to have a better handle on that because I'm talking about 30 clients. You're talking about hundreds of clients and hundreds of employees. So maybe I don't have the right to say that, but that's where my fears come in is when you harm yourself with the amount of overwhelm and work you have. Yeah, that's probably true. So anyway, we are not perfect folks. You know, one thing that I did write down here that we've talked about and that we've always had a hard time is we have a hard time relaxing. Yeah, I would agree. It it usually takes me a few days. It usually takes me probably three, maybe four days to like, I don't know, calm down, wind down a little bit. Um, Whenever we're, when we're gone or able to be gone for more than a couple of days at a time. Yes, I'm plugging this computer in before we die. You guys, this is a goat rodeo here today, but his charger and my charger are different. So there we go. Hopefully that works so the computer doesn't turn off on us, but maybe it will. So if we get cut off, we get cut off. Oh my God. Why doesn't that work? Oh my gosh, so annoying. And don't worry, we're not going to edit this out because it's just on video and it's all the things. So if we get cut off, that is the end of the podcast. Um, What else were we talking about? Um, Oh, yeah. The one thing that I think most people think is that like you have to have like this vacation life. And this is kind of going back to the theme of this whole podcast is like the vacation life versus the real life. I feel like our vacation life is like 80% of our real life. Do you agree with that? You probably don't. I don't agree with that. Okay. How do you disagree with that? I think think 80% is too big of a number. 70%? What is the number? Like 50 maybe. Okay. 50, 60% probably. 50%. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is I, neither one of us get blown out drunk. Neither one of us eat like an absolute asshole. Neither one of us stay up and party all night. And that's probably because of me. He would probably do that without me, but true, probably true. But I, one thing that I have said for a really long time, and I truly believe it to my core is that when you like your life and when you have a life that you've created, you don't have to escape your reality on vacation. And I'm a huge proponent of that because I feel like, yes, we're in a beautiful location. Yes, we're not either. You're not at the office and I'm not on calls all day, but I don't feel like our life at home is something that I have to go and live this magical life somewhere else to escape my reality. Like pretty much what I do on vacation is what I do on at at home for most of the hours of the day. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes we just call it, um, you know, working with a different view or working with a different location. So, yeah, I mean, I do think that there's some truth there, um, that it is it is similar. I don't think that we, and maybe there was a time, you know, when we were younger or earlier on in our relationship where when we went on vacation, we felt like, you know, we needed every second planned and we had to go on, you know, do all these excursions and do all this stuff that I just don't think are nearly as important to us now as maybe they used to be. So I think we can take our uh, vacations and they can be more, um, they can be more relaxing. I mean, they can be more just, hey, let's, you know, go to a different beach or go for a walk or, you know, go, I don't know, see some waves or whatever that may be. And then that's, uh, for whatever reason, that's a, is enjoyable or um, that's good enough. Like we don't have to, I don't know, go get on a boat with a hundred other people and go snorkeling. <laughs> that would not be, that would not be our, our go version of a, a vacation. Down booze cruise or whatever that may be. I mean, I just, I think it one there was, you know, 20 years ago when we went on vacation, I think it was, um, we felt like it was maybe more important to have everything planned out and go see every little thing and do all these things and schedule all these things. So I wish, uh, I'd be good with a little bit more planning, um, probably than what we're gonna have. Clearly, do you see this, you guys? We needed a fucking list for the even just this. this but I don't necessarily. When I wake up and go, "Hey, what are we doing today?" or he goes, "What are we doing today?" I go, "I don't know. Let's go for a walk and see how it goes." Fucking hates that. Loves a plan. Loves a plan. We have gone out to dinner a few times because that's something that he enjoys very much. I could give two shits. I love an adult Lunchable, which is AKA a charcuterie board. And I can just eat random snacks throughout the day, which is probably not very healthy, but I fucking love it. It makes me so happy. I could give two shits about food, but um, I will say I do enjoy going for a happy hour because I do enjoy socializing with people. So I like getting to see people. I will say that the reason we're actually in Hawaii is because we leave tomorrow. We're going to meet my family for a few days. Um, we normally do like an all-inclusive or we go to a whole nother part of the world. But the reason why I do love a good all-inclusive and an adult all-inclusive is because there's a lot of children in these complexes over Christmas. A lot of kids. Who would have thought people are here with our families? This is so funny. And I'm just going to say it. You tell them what the guy at the airport said when we were checking your bags. <laughs> It was so funny. Tell them. No, he just said, wait a second. No kids? No, we don't have kids. No family? On Christmas? And then he's like, high five. And I was like, yes, sir. Best life ever. No, we're just kidding. Well, kind of not really. I'm actually very, very, very thankful that like we have our alone time. We have our own place. We can watch other people's children, but we also get a lot of quiet time um, to ourselves. But I do like having going for a good cocktail, going for a good happy hour and socializing with people and getting to talk to billionaires at the beach. That is really fun to me yeah. for sure. But um, one last thing that I wanted to talk about that we've talked about is um, planning out what our next 2030 10, 20, 30 years look like. So something that I have shared with clients that you've shared with me is what your coach, John, has really helped you with is planning out what you want the next like 10, 20, and 30 years to look like. Because what was that thing that he told you about like your your life is in four quarters, which I actually thought was phenomenal. Yeah, there's a couple of different things. And, and I haven't really started on it yet. I said that I was going to start um, this next year to do a better job with you know, long-term planning. I'll be 50 this year. And, um, 
it kind of gives you a different perspective. So the way we're looking at it, there's two different approaches. One is your life is four quarters and that's saying, you know, you're, you know, 25, first 25 years, second 25, third 25, and your last 25, making it, you know, let's say these days you can live to be 100. That's crazy. Um, I don't know if I, I, only way I want to live to 100 is if I'm rocking it like my neighbor Joyce, who's like 86. I feel like that like 85 to 90 is a killer range as long as I can be mobile. A lot of people think I, well, I used to work out to just try to be skinny. Now I just try to work out to be as mobile as Joyce at 90 years old. Perfect. (laughs) I cut you off. This was not on the schedule, you guys. This was not on the plan. I'm not allowed to wing it at all. Go ahead. That's all you do is wing it. No, I don't. I have a lot of things planned in my life. Trust me, I am one of the most organized people that you'll ever meet. It is organized chaos. But how often do I look at your planner? I understand organization. I have a question for you. Have I ever? And people, yes. Uh, there's, there's even my mastermind partners were literally jaw hit the floor. When they realized I still use a paper planner, funny, funny stat. And he's seen it. So it is proof. True. I've used the exact same planner since 2020. So that's coming up 24 years and I have them all still, which is wonderful because you can go back and see all the things that you did for the last 20 something years. And I have knock on wood never missed an appointment once in my whole entire life. I've never forgotten anything. And I am one of the most organized son of a bitches that you'll ever meet. Is that, or is that not true? And I do it all with a fucking paper planner. No comment. Bullshit. You have to comment because I've never missed anything. Have I ever, have I ever missed anything? I don't know if you missed anything or not. I don't see how. If you looked at that planner, you write sideways and backwards in that sucker. They're not even written on the line. Nope. You don't even know what day it's supposed to be on. Yes, I do. I've never missed it. Have I? I mean, I just have to take your word for it. I don't see how. My clients I know if I opened it up and tried to figure out what you had going on that day, I would have no clue. Yeah, well, guess what? I am a fucking 100%. I know everything about everything. Um, have I ever missed any one of our personal things ever? No, never. I've never been late. I'm not, I'm on time. I've never missed anything. I have not dropped the ball. And now in fucking 2024, now that I've said it, I'm like a sports commentator. I'm probably going to fucking forget something and it's going to be your fault. But for the last 23 years, I have never forgot anything. Okay. I'm very organized. Very fucking organized. Hey, and if you don't think so, just ask her because she can take seven minutes and tell you <laughs> if you'd like to know. Oh, sorry. This was not on our schedule. How would you like to plan out your next 20, 10, 20, and 30 years? Keep I don't going. know. I lost my train of thought now because you got on this whole kick. Of it's the whole thing about, about quarters in your life. So right now. Yeah, you're- there's two different things. Okay, go. I won't. I won't. I've not anything. decided which path that I'm going down, but that was one of my goals. If it was in my planner, no. <laughs> if it was in my planner, I'd know exactly. Probably since, since since I'm already fifty, I don't necessarily know. But I just want to. Yeah, you're forty nine. Don't hate yourself. Said. You guys, should I trade him? He always told me that he was going to trade me in at forty to no, get a better. Thirty. Oh, well, you told me at 30, you missed that boat by a ton. Now I'm almost, well, I'll be 42 next year. You've missed that boat to trade me in at 40. Oh, there's still time. No, my retail value has dropped tremendously. That's that's all right. (laughs) Mind you, we've got a lot of upgrades in the system right now. I need to get a few more, but I really don't like, I mean, your retail value has gone down dramatically, but keep, keep explaining to everyone now that you're 50. Because you keep interrupting me. I can't explain. 
Go ahead. I don't even know what I'll say. You were talking about, this is very actually important. We're going to end on this because it is actually very important, but how are you planning what you want the next basically half? If you're lucky, you'll get another half. Hopefully you do. Hopefully you get at least another, what, 40 years? 30, yeah, gonna, 35, I'm 40 plan, years? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm planning this is half. He's a planner. So I'm planning next year when I turn 50, here in a few months, that I'm halfway there. So I'm going to plan the rest of my life for another 50 years. So there's two different things. And how are you planning the next 10 years? Because I think that that's important. I don't know yet. I'm just trying to get started on this like new getting my head around this new thing, this new idea of what are my, you know, what, how do I want my life? What do I want my life to look like in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50 years? So that's, I think, how I will lay it out and how I'll start planning and start working on it in the new year. But I do not have a plan. yet. Well, I actually think that that's really helpful because I don't think most people look at their lives like that. I actually think it's really helpful. It was, I, I looked at it, I was telling a client, I was looking at it as from like, you know, from you're born till you're 20, that's one section of your life. That's you're really not in control of that. But from 20 to 30, I feel like 20 to 30, if I could go back and talk to every 20 year old, and I do have a couple 20 year old clients or 20 ish age clients, try all the things, do all the things, quit everything and start from fresh, decide what you like, travel the world, do not settle down, don't have kids, don't get married, go do shit and figure out your life. Because I feel like your 20s, you have such ability to just fucking do whatever you want to do, work on yourself. If I could tell anyone to spend money on themselves between that 20 and 30, I would fucking do all of the therapy, all of the coaching, all of the mentorship. I would travel the world. I would do everything humanly possible to become the best version of myself between 20 and 30. Because once you turn 30, do you not agree? Like once you turn 30, that's when you're kind of like starting to like stabilize yourself and have kids and like pass on your fucking trauma to your children and like get married and have a mortgage and buy shit. And that you're a lot less mobile. You're a lot. Now you can still obviously change. And I've seen this happen with a lot of people in their mid fifties to early sixties because their children have left the house and perhaps they had kids early. And now they have this whole like it's not like a midlife crisis, but it's like, okay, fuck, what am I going to do with my life? What do I want to do with my life? And really kind of uprooting themselves and finding themselves. And there's no right or wrong, but if you have the ability to do it in your twenties, do it in your twenties. But if not fucking do it in your sixties, because God forbid, you'll just live your life. Like 90% of people do. Like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're not a person who's just fucking coasting through your life. You probably want more out of your life. So no matter when you're deciding to do it, you can always do it. But I feel like that 20 to 30 is the time to just do all of the fucking things and just become the best version of yourself before you settle down. What do you think? About? Oh, my God. You guys, he's the worst podcaster ever. If it's not on a fucking list, he doesn't even want to talk. What about do I it. think about between your 20s and 30s? Yeah. Well, what would you say? Okay. What would you say to like a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old? About what specifically? About life, about like what they're deciding. I don't know. The whole premise of this podcast is to help people decide it's their turn, to help people not real, to help people realize that they have the power to change their lives. They have the power to decide anything they want. 
They have the power to decide whether they travel the world or whether they settle down or whether they start businesses or whether they have kids or like. It's yeah, just, I think it just depends on where you are in your life. I think there's a lot of people out there now, especially with, you know, technology and all the things that are going on in the world. There's there's a lot of people out there that are in their 20s and they are focused on their business and they're doing those things. So I think that I think it's a lot. I think there's different opportunities. I think you see people, you know, I, I I went to college. I was the first person in my family to go to college. So, you know, that was my late teens and early 20s. And then I went directly into work because I thought that's what you needed to do. So like if I look back personally in one hand, I would like to think, well, man, I should have spent more time doing what you do. What you're saying is maybe I should have fucked off more. Maybe I should have traveled more. Maybe I should have had quote more experiences in my 20s. Now, if I would have done that, can I could I've had those same experiences that I'm having or have had with you over the last 10 years if I wouldn't have started then? I'm not really sure. So um, I started early. I started focusing on my career and really got into the workforce and and started grinding and doing all the things that I've done for 25 plus years now. Um if I would have done that differently, would I be in a better spot now, a worse spot now? I'm, I'm not really sure. I think it depends on the individual and where they are and what opportunities they have and all that. I think, yeah, you've got to um, figure it out, like figure out yourself and all those things. Um, and I think if you if you are in a position to do that earlier in life, yeah. But does that also pro- prolong? Are you going to be in a different spot if you spend... 10 years figuring it out, is that going to make it different? Would I be about to be 60 and being in the seat I'm in because I didn't really join the workforce in my 20s because See, I did that. I, and so I, I, mean, I, think that I disagree with that. I think there's different ways to look at it. Yeah, I mean, I, to- I understand that point of view, but I also disagree with the fact that like, I actually think had I done the work on myself that I did on myself in the 30s, if I would have done that in the 20s, I think I'd have been much further along. Correct. I, I don't I don't disagree with that part of it. Um, I was I, again, I'm a much more literal person. So I was taking what you're saying in a literal sense of the actual, you know, you, the, the actual work, like a work work. You talk about working on yourself. Absolutely. I think the sooner in life you can understand that you have to work on yourself, whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, you know, I think a lot of uh, spiritually, I think a lot of. Um, I mean, you read about it all the time. I think a lot of people think whenever they get out of school, they don't need to read anymore and they don't need to do a lot of things that you need to do to work on yourself. I think I, I did not do those things for for a long time um, and have just, you know, I don't know, in the last 20 years, maybe or even less, 10, 15, whatever it's been, um, have spent more time, you know, working on myself and trying to take better care of myself um, in all those areas. So, yes, I think if you can make that part of your quote life and that's what you do day in and day out is is take time to invest in yourself and um take care of yourself and in all those ways we were just saying yeah i think the sooner you do that the better yeah that's what i was trying to say um last question because i just came to me as i was thinking about this not on the fucking list so he hasn't thought about it when you turned 40 i remember your 40th birthday very well i surprised him at the racetrack. I got you a car. We had a big, big amount of people there. What would you have told yourself at 40? What lesson have you learned 
in your 40s that now 50 years old, what would you have told your 40-year-old self? I should ask you this on one of our walks here on vacation, but I'm asking you it right now. What would I have? What would you, like, you're, 50, you're turning 50 this year. What have you learned in the last 10 years that you would have told yourself at 40 that would have made your life easier, better, more fun? Gosh, I can't. I, can't, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't can't know. spring these things yeah, you on you. I need time to think and take notes and stuff. Mm. It really does. <laughs> I'm glad you think it's funny. <laughs> I do think it's so funny because we're so different. But that's okay. It's what makes us us. Is there one little nugget that you wish you would have known at 40 years old? Maybe it's not something serious. Maybe it's not something work-wise. Is there just something at uh, you wish at 40, someone would have been able to like and grind into your head. Um, you know, I think probably from a business standpoint, the things that we've done in the last <clears throat> 10 years with being more intentional about the organization and really start, even though, you know, it's a small business to um, start earlier on in, in, in the structure and the policies and procedures and the um, organizational chart and all the things that we've done with EOS over the last few years. Um, I wish that I would have started that 10 years ago, not three years ago or whatever that is. I think I think not no matter what situation you're in with your business, even if you're just starting it, start the business off with the mindset of. How can I grow and scale? What things do I need to do in the beginning to set the business up for success? Because I've seen the benefit of doing things that 10 years ago, I said, well, you know, our business isn't big enough and it doesn't really matter. And we don't need to do all these things. And, you know, we don't need clear role descriptions and we don't necessarily need people with certain positions and all the things that I'm trying to go back and um, kind of back up and fix now and restructure now. Um, I think 10 years ago, it would have been easier. So that would be a, a That is so good because a lot of my clients who I hope a few of you are listening right now, we work on this with my clients already. Even if you're only bringing in a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, even my business, I have SOPs in the business. We have, you know, what our, our core values are. We know role descriptions. We do all of these things because it just helps you so much. And I think that if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is, you can definitely reach out or, I mean, I can pass you tons of resources, but if you are a smaller business and you're thinking that that's not important for you at this time, just realize his company was doing what, 30 million, 40 million before you guys started putting those prop those procedures, processes in place, working the EOS system. So it doesn't matter what size of business you're is. I have a client, single, single person entrepreneur that has created those things for his business to grow and scale with. I have a ton of clients who are putting those things into place for their employees because, you know, they're growing. And I think it's really, really important. So that's a good one for yeah, sure. Gives you more, more of a clear path so that you, you know, lay it out. It's not just consistently kind of shooting from the hip. It gives you some goals and some direction and, you know, you create, even if you are one person, create an organizational chart so that you have in your head, 
hey, these are all the roles that I'm going to need in order to continue to grow and scale my business. And even if you don't want to necessarily, you know, grow Growing it or make and yeah. grow it and make it bigger, maybe you're good with where it is. It it's created a, a lot better communication and a lot better understanding for employees. We still have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong; we have a long way to go still, but. Uh, we've at least got you know some good groundwork started. Uh, anyway, if I if I could go back ten years, is there anything personally? Is there anything that you needed to know? Forty year old Nathan needed to know how uh, fucking great his wife was, how much fun he'd have, how annoying she'd be. Um, you know what? I've I've tried to look at things on a personal level a little bit differently with uh, with goals. You know, I think. A lot of times we set these goals and it's like, you know, when I when I do this, I'll be happier. When I get uh-huh. here, I'll be happy. Or, you know, if if this will just happen or if I can just get this done or or, you know, if I can just get this, you know, in my in my business, in my industry, I feel like we're consistent. We have some type of legal issue. And it's like, you know, I used to think, hey, once I can get this by, I'd get just so stressed out and so upset about it and how it wasn't fair and all that crap. And then what you realize is you just got to understand that's just part of life. If you're going to keep doing it or it's part of business. So I think um, just understanding 10 years ago, hey, if you're going to keep doing what you're doing, which I think I, I knew then there's some of these difficulties and some of these struggles, they're they're not going to go away. You just need to to understand how to deal with those things, combat those things, you know, have a good team of resources around you, you know, your banker, your your um, lawyers, your lawyer, you got to have all those people in place because it's not it's not going to get easier. And it's not, man, once this is over, I'm going to be happy and it's going to be fine because there's always that one next thing. There's always that. I've next always thing. said that on this podcast. It doesn't matter how much money you have. doesn't matter, you know, the weight. It doesn't matter the partner. It doesn't matter anything. None of those things. But I do feel like sometimes you just fucking, like you could listen to me and God, it would save you so much stress and heartache if you would just listen that I promise you there's not one thing. There's not one thing, no matter if it's money, weight, partner, family, whatever the fuck, there is not one thing that you will get to this level of life that you will get to that it doesn't, it's not really, it's your own personal responsibility for your happiness. Correct. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I've had financial goals. I've had business goals. I've had all kinds of different weight goal, all kinds of different goals. And yeah. And you've even said like, sometimes when you hit the biggest financial goal is the least like Correct. least joy filled experience that Correct. there is. Yeah, you, It's so. just going to be hard. I mean, you think, Oh gosh, I hit this, I hit this certain goal for the year, this certain financial goal for the year. And you think, gosh, it's going to be great. No, it's fucking hard. It's really, <laughs> really hard. Really motivational, guys. This is ending on a fucking high note. Right no, I mean, here. I mean, just you just got to be prepared if that's what you want and that's what you want out of life. That's fine. If you don't want it, then it's fine too. I mean, you no, get to decide. Totally. Yeah, you, you get, get to, to decide. decide. You get to decide. If you want to have a two or three person business, I'm saying create some structure and it'll make that two or three person business that you're happy with and that's what you want to do. It'll make it better. Um, you know, what? you want to grow it and scale it, it'll make it better. One thing, the last thing I promise, 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 last thing of this podcast, um, this will be after obviously word of the year will come out, but my word of the year this year, thanks to this guy, couldn't think of it. Normally I am like on top of my word of the years. Couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of it. He said it. He's like, I think it should be breathe because I have such a hard time breathing. 
And every time I take a deep breath and every time I pause, because last year, my word of the year was calm. And that was really good. I've stillness. I was thinking about using that one, but breathe is really good for me. So I use my word of the year to like literally guide the year, guide the day. When I'm overwhelmed, I go to my word. When I'm happy, I go to my word. And I'm really good about using my word, aren't I? I mean, it is in my phone. It is on. may not be able to find it or read it, but it's written down somewhere. It's in my bedroom. You know exactly where it is because you come into my closet every morning to use my bougie lotion. Anyway. Whatever. whatever um it's written there and that's how i use it but do you want to tell everyone what your word is and why you're doing it you know what it is you're doing it again because oh, i didn't know that i didn't know that we had decided that i thought you had decided that you were going to do it i think i may have to just do a rerun he's it, doing a rerun because he did not get it right up in 2022 See, you're my perfect person. You need to tell your coach. You need to tell your coach, hey, hold me accountable to my word of yeah, the year. Yeah, it's really difficult to say I'm going to hold someone accountable to enjoy. That's, you guys, that you is, get to hold someone accountable word. to that. That is his word. I try to hold him accountable to his word. It's not good. Do not hire your wife as your coach. This is the reason why we need a completely separate human to monitor him. I might get on a call with his coach. I'm gonna have to pay him like, you know, 500 bucks. Hey, I need a call with you just to make sure that you know my husband's word of the year and really hold him accountable to that word of the year. Because <laughs> he's turning 50 and he needs to enjoy it. So a two-year enjoy we're, yeah, last year was a complete and utter failure. We're doing a rerun on the enjoy, you guys, because um, he may have hit his most money ever in his revenue goal, but it wasn't enjoyable. It was not enjoyable. It was not enjoyable. So guess what? In 2023, you might make less money, but you're going to enjoy the son of a bitch. God I mean, willing. 2024, God willing. But anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Share it with a friend if you think that it's helpful. Let us know if you've enjoyed the YouTube version of me with my hair and watch, you know, just all the chaos that's over here. And Nathan's, oh, you're backwards. You wore in a backwards hat the whole entire time. I never even noticed. Look at him. So cute. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Let us know what you always want us to talk about. And never forget, you two have the power to decide it is your turn. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.